Welcome to another episode of the Splitting Hairs Podcast, presented by Jackrabbit Illustrated. In this episode, the B-Team recaps the UND game and talks about the upcoming Hobo Day game. Splitting Hairs Podcasts are all presented by Drake's Place, Cottonwood Coffee, and are also sponsored by Dakota Iron Equipment, Shenanigans Pub, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Here's your host, Ben and Brendan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the B-Team Podcast. However, you might be listening, Facebook, YouTube, Podcast, FCS Fans Nation, YouTube. Thank you for joining us today for tonight's episode. Um, I would like to thank our corporate sponsors, corporate sponsors, our title sponsors of Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro in Brookings, South Dakota. Great place to get some breakfast, coffee, or even some lunch and snack throughout the day. Uh, if you want to get some of their coffee, they are in Minnesota Walmarts, and you can also get their coffee online now. Use the code JI22 to get 10% off of your order. Some restrictions may reply, um, may apply. They won't reply to you. Uh, it's, I'm doing a Joe DeLeon read here. Um, and then <laughs> our other title sponsor, of course, the Great Drake's Place up in Bottle, South Dakota. Great place for pizza, burritos, burgers, um, calzones, the whole world of food up there. It's all fantastic. Um, I made our, uh, he let me take home uh, pizza to cook at home when I went up there last time. Cooked it at home. And that was, I am not kidding one of the best pizzas i've ever had it was it was it was incredible i guessed at the time and the temperature because i forgot to ask him and nailed it on accident which never happens and it was phenomenal so now i got to make sure i think i get to culver's because i've ate at one of our sponsors before each one of the last eaten no i've ate eaten at Aiton. No, that's definitely not a word. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of our sponsors over the last uh, four weeks here, and uh, it has been fantastic. So, listen, Dustin, here, okay? I don't care. (laughs) Dustin is glad to see y'all dressed up for Hobo Week. Oh, wait, this is Brendan's normal Wednesday wear. It is. It is. And you know what? You be jealous, you corporate shill. I don't have to work for Shell, so I don't have to dress like that. So, yeah, you'd be jealous, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Shirt and Tie, and have to wear business wear in the airport. I wear sweatpants. Or you could just do, like, <laughs> Rev does and go shirtless. Right. I could be shirtless, like, Rev, here, look at me just punch my table and shake the whole thing. Um, but I am glad to see that uh, we are in Hobo uh, Week tradition and not shaving. So good on us for that, even if it might be a happy accident that my wife wanted me <laughs> to not shave for halloween costumes so it's um working out for us here ron Lowney says dustin comes out swinging swinging but his his reach isn't as far as he wants he's no, just kidding i can honestly say i haven't shaved all week oh yeah no i what's the last time you actually shaved clean true uh i'll show you Is photos it- and my wife said never again is it from your what? from your profile picture what? when you were like nineteen? No, that that's not that old. That's less than ten years old. That profile picture. You're talking about the the Google profile picture, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... What would you do if a guy snuck up behind you with a buzzer and just yanked one off real quick? <laughs> well, he might get decked. Just for the record, <laughs> like if somebody spit in my mouth, I'd probably knock him out. Right? Yeah. That's a that's a well done, well played. Okay, thanks for bringing that up. This is a great segue. That was phenomenal. That is pro. That is a team material right there. That's what that is. That's a team material. That's I've been over on the other side, you know. Yeah, a little edumacated on how how we're supposed right. to pod. So being classy, the pod fathers uh, teaching them the ways. So that's fantastic. Uh, but speaking of spitting in people's mouths and st- spit in my mouth, if you've watched Batman on Comedy Central, you get that. Um, that's what I thought of um, immediately. Yeah that's, what, yeah, that's what that was from. In an order that might surprise you. Um, yeah, watch it. Look it up. Uh, it's not for kids. Um, but anyways, no, speaking of spitting in people's mouths and things like that, this uh, this UND game last week uh, turned out how we wanted. Didn't start how we wanted, but we're going to address the elephant in the room. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, obviously, that game was chippy, and that that game got chippy 
right away being on the A team is rubbing off. Is that a verb? Next <laughs> spelling says Dustin. Uh, anyways, no, he uh, says spilling. <laughs> spilling. <laughs> we'll say that for well garage played, time. Sir. Well, played. Uh, but uh, you could see that game was getting chippy, right? Um, and if you in the rewatch, because I was watching with our sponsor from Dakota Iron, uh, John and I were watching at a soccer game. He was using an iPad, I was using my phone, which was a hoot because we were never on the same time of the video. So one of us would be mad before the other one was, or he'd slam his iPad shut, and I'd be like, "Oh, this isn't going to be good." So <laughs> um, that's always a problem. I was having, I was streaming too, and we were, we had two phones streaming, and we were like trying to get it synced up and. Yeah, it was yeah, miserable. It wasn't working. It was miserable. So I, I went back and rewatched, and man, there was a lot of chippy stuff happening from UND. Um, I I distinctly remember play. We tackled the running back in the backfield, and our backer was laying on top of him, and their offensive lineman comes in and like spears into him to knock him on off of on top of his player who he just tackled. Like that, they were pulling shit the whole game, and then. You know, Mason and Tucker got their uh, personal foul penalties. And Mason's, I didn't see it at all. So Ryan Drake says Mason's uh, personal foul looked like BS. He was hand fighting with the defender, then the whistle blew. Then he went back to the huddle. Um, I was at a dead ball foul, had to be audible and weak. So I don't know. And, you know, really, I think a lot of this, if you go back to, if you want to go back to how this game ended up this way, a little bit's on the refs. They didn't call anything. They did not call anything until they started calling those personal fouls. They let a lot of stuff go. And it was it's little stuff. And UND was playing like this, I guess, scrappy underdog team. And they were taking it up to the whistle as, and taking it as far as they could to egg us on and egg us on and egg us on. And then Tucker gets his personal foul, which... I'm going to be honest, man. If somebody spit in my mouth, I'm doing more than throwing a football at him. Yeah. And I don't, I, honestly, I don't know if it, that is a calm response. I don't know if it happened yeah. on that play, but it I think it did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I rewatched it. Face. You can see the guy look over him and yeah. his head do the little jerk. Like, yeah. I think I, I, and that's such a weird thing to make up. Yeah. Like, that's well, the thing where people are like, well, oh, yeah. if there's proof or there was no flag, like the UND 360 guys, well, there's no flag, so I can't talk on it. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just shut up. Don't give me that. Like, sorry, that was really Mason, a lot. Um, Mason's but... was complete bullshit. He played until the whistle blowed and blew, excuse me, and then he stopped. Yeah. That's, and, uh, and, that's, that's just playing quality football as an old lineman. So, like right. you said, shut the F up. Yeah. And before on Mason's touchdown where he like drug three guys into the end zone and as Marks. he went into the end Marks? zone. No, uh, I, what did I say? Mason. Mason's. Oh, I said Mason. I meant. Yeah. Tigers. I don't know why <laughs> okay. I said Mason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were right. all trying to figure it out. Sorry. Oh, cause we were talking about Mason's personal file. But right. anyway, uh, yeah. Tucker's touchdown where he drug like three dudes into the end zone uh, like as he was going to the end zone, he kind of lost the ball a little bit. And then there's a UND guys like punching at it and he was conveniently punching in a lower area than where the ball was. And Tucker got pretty mad about that. So I think that kind of led up to Tucker getting a little angry. I mean, obviously this spitting thing alone would make you angry, but um, yeah, I mean, clearly they were being chippy all game and that's, you know, that's a sign of a program that knew that they weren't as good as us and that they're going to have to try to get us into you know, bad situations and personal foul, you know, kind of right. getting us, uh, you know, to the point where we push back and then, you know, it's always the second person that gets caught. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, you, you could tell that that was their mindset going into that game. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that, but then when the refs let it go, let it go, let it go, let it mm -hmm. go, then you end up where we were at. And then they're all of a sudden throwing laundry all over the field on us for personal fouls because we fell for some instigation stuff. And, you know, like we said, getting spit in the mouth, like, come on, man. Like, really, that's that's such a disrespectful thing in, to anyone in the world. Um, yeah. You know, but the 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 big hubbub and hullabaloo was about Graham Spaulding, right? And that hit, which rewatching that hit, yeah, that was a big hit. 
that's what you do as a football player. Like, and, and this might hurt some feelings. Football players are out there to hurt each other. They're not there to injure each other. There's a difference. If you don't understand the difference, just buckle up. Hurting somebody makes them hurt, maybe miss a play or two. Injury is when you tear their knee or break a leg or whatever maliciously. There's a difference. And you want to hurt somebody every play so he does not want to face you again. That's the way football is. It's a violent sport. It's the way it is. The taunting thing, yeah, you know what? Guess what? If you've ever played football before, like ever, you usually you hit somebody that hard, you are screaming something. Like that's what you do. And I, yeah. I and I'm not justifying it. Like him doing it to their face was not good and deserved a penalty. But to be painted as this terrible, awful, cheap player is just stupid. Yeah, no, I mean, I, the the hit wasn't bad, and the the worst part was when he, even if he got up and you know they kind of, you see players get up and flex a little bit after a big hit, that was fine. But then when he went back down into the face mask, that's obviously what we don't want to see. Um, and honestly, without that, I don't think this gets talked about right. because there's. There's those personal fouls and you know, uh, that that targeting happens every week, um, and so yeah, it's, I think uh, it's talked about. Honestly, I know North Dakota fans are the best at playing the victim in the world. UND and NDSU. If you're from North Dakota, uh, they are the patron saints of being victims when it comes. And they to never like do this. anything wrong. Never, ever. Never. Nothing's ever. North Dakota has never done anything cheap or dirty in their lives. And yeah. they are the cleanest, classiest programs on earth. Right. Never mind the fact that their own player talked on a podcast about running up to the head, running up to Stig out of bounds after a play to talk shit to his face and then searching him out after the game was over to talk more shit to him. That's classy though, right? But I digress. Um, Jordan Fink nails it, though. Yeah, Jordan Fink says, I think Matt Zimmer said it best in his podcast with Gaskins. Seven years ago, that hit gets him on a highlight reel. Really don't think he was headhunting, just a targeting penalty in the way the rules are written today. And I completely agree. I think the hit wasn't that bad without getting in the guy's face mask and without, you know, the when, he, when they caught him smiling and laughing on the sideline, which who knows what he's talking about, but without those two things, this is a non-issue and it doesn't even get talked about. I don't think. Um, well, I don't even think it was like that much of smiling or laughing when I saw it. Like there was a little bit no, of a smirk lightly. Yeah. I mean, the, just, you just have to know that like when you're, when it's in review for targeting, yeah. the camera is going to be on you. Just yeah. don't do that. Don't give people something to talk about. Um, so that's my take anyway. Yeah. But we can so, move on. Anyways, we're on to Indiana State. <laughs> no, <laughs> I we do want to. Yeah, I do want to talk about um, some stuff in the game. Uh, first of all, huge credit to Schuster, Tommy Schuster. That dude is a baller. Like a he can play. can play the position of quarterback. He was very good at scrambling and keeping plays alive and keeping his head downfield. Um, you know, he made a couple mistakes um, that cost him a lot. But, I mean, he some of those, like, a couple of those back shoulder throws that, you know, the stuff that, like, those are throws that, you know, when Rodgers and Devontae Adams and, you know, like, uh, as Jordy Nelson used to do it, I mean, like, in their heyday, like, when they were good, it's unstoppable. And they were pulling those throws off, and those are not easy throws and catches. Um, and so between um, the two the two wide receivers they got and Schuster, that's a good team. I mean, it's it's uh, and there's a reason why they put up as many points as they did because they they have a good offense. So I mean, yeah. first of all, credit to them for that. Well, credit to them for um, completely having a uh, offense set up that is you just hate it. It's so irritating mm-hmm. because, but their offense is straight set up to cover the weakness of the offensive line. That's all it is. It's quick pass, quick pass, quick pass. Get it out, get it out, get it out. Well, on the deep ball, Schuster is really good at escaping tackles and escaping pressure. So let him run around and find somebody open on the scramble drill. And that's mm-hmm. what their offense is. And, you know, we said that before the game's coming. We knew that that's what they were going to run. Yep. Um, and if we adjusted to it in the second half, the D-line really came alive. I mean, for them to get five sacks on him the way they did was really impressive. Yeah, and it was done that this season, I don't think. 
and it was mostly with four guys. I mean, the UND announcers kept right. talking about how like they're getting pressure with four guys. And I think what you see is that UND's offensive line was able to do enough to hold keep Schuster up in the first half, but then our defensive line tired them out with our depth of defensive line to be able to run guys in yes. there and keep them fresh. It made a difference in the second half. And I think you saw that in this game and in the NDSU game where the offense had some success against us in the first half. And then we wear their offensive line down with our D line that just keeps going and going and, you know, new guys in there almost every play is tough to keep up with when, you know, the offensive line isn't switching out. They're playing all right. game and yep. they're having to go against guys that are fresh every play. I mean, that, that wears a guy out. So, you know, it's uh, that may just be, it's an uncomfortable way to play football the way we've played these last two games where right. NDSU took a 21 to seven lead against us and UND took a 14 zero lead against us. It's not fun. And I would rather not, <laughs> but right. the, the, the nice thing is the defense is with our defensive line. It's set up to win the second half and dominate the second half. Honestly, like deep or offenses just can't do anything when they're, when we're getting pressure with four guys and I mean, and quick pressure it's just so hard to beat. Oh, yeah. Getting pressure with four guys is everything. There's a reason that one of the most valuable people in the NFL is a pass rushing defensive end. Yep. You know, um, it's such a bizarre world, though, where you can say our defensive line wears their offensive line down. Like, that's not normally a thing. Right. Um, but yeah, you can see it happen. They're just exhausted from, from chasing after our, our DNs, and they do a good job of, um, rushing so they do contain a quarterback like Schuster. That's why we got a lot of sacks. He was forced to try to escape up the middle, and that doesn't work out very well normally if, you're, if your tackles are in their lanes, and they were. Um, yep. <clears throat> you know, the offense really got going. Um, they started clicking a little. They they weren't clicking like they were at, at NDSU to start where it was just penalties shooting them, shooting them in the foot. We came out, and this drives me bonkers because it seems like every time we play UND, we want to pass the ball. Like we're focused on it at the beginning and it drives me nuts because you can run on them. We can run on them and we did run on them, um, but it worked out. Obviously huge plays. The defense just came up time and time again with huge play after huge play. The, the force fumble by Quentin Hicks was the most mm. beautiful punch out of a football I've ever seen. It was so precise and so fast. You had to watch it like the third replay to go. Oh Yeah. That's what happened. That's how that yeah. ball came out. That was that was flipping awesome. Um, you know, the pick six read that like he was in their huddle. I, mean, that I was, know that was awesome. <laughs> which is what you got to do because you know that's what they've been doing all game is throwing those quick little stupid receivers wide receiver screen over and over and over and over. Yeah. Well, that's why teams don't do that because eventually a good corner is going to go. <laughs> that's enough of that. I'm going to take my chance on this one. And yep, sure enough, it worked out. Um, yeah, so that was great. That that was awesome. Um, special teams was such a mixed bag of great and awful at the same time. Yeah. I, did they block that, partially block that first punt too? Because I never heard mm -hmm. anything on it, but it was short. And yeah, so I assumed it was because Dustman got crushed on that. Yeah. And I was wondering where the flag was there. But yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, that the was. Punt, punt team has to clean that up. It, uh, yeah, we had two punts block and there was another one that should have been blocked. It's, uh, it's a problem. Like it's, uh, I mean, we're going to get to games in the playoffs where you just cannot have that happen. Like you have right. to be clean in special teams and you can't have plays. I mean, granted that block punt that turned into a touchdown was in garage time, but, right. um, it, uh, it just can't happen. So I, and it's like teams, I don't know. It, it's just not, it's not a problem for most teams. <laughs> Chad jumped in. With the, Here's chatty. With the garage time face. Um, but yeah, I mean, it like, it, it's just normally not something you're even worried about, but no. with this team, it's like, are we, are we going to get a field goal off? Are we going to get a punt off? Like it, it's, and it's so frustrating to have that be a problem because it can derail a season. Right. <laughs> like it right. could be a, you know, a, a 
diff, game defining play in the playoffs that and it's like yeah. why yeah well and i saw somebody commented um and some of it does make sense they commented on the a team pod that with the amount of injuries especially to like our linebackers and safeties a lot of those guys are on special teams um you're getting thinner and thinner on those special teams when those guys are moving to starters yeah. which yeah, that's fine, and and I understand that. And but you just, I mean, you still can't have block kicks. You just can't. I mean, right. I don't care if I'm if me, you, and Chad are out there. Like we can't. You can't allow a block punt. Like just because it's so crucial, you know. <laughs> and yeah, Jim Poppins has needed all that almost fitty burger to win the game. Um, yeah, I don't know if we needed it, but we wanted. I thought we had the fifty butter. Oh I man, I was. Wrong. God, I wanted it. I wanted I was, it so bad. This close. This close. I, t- I tweeted it because I did the math wrong in my head because I was in the middle of gathering up a bunch of little girls from a soccer party to run to my house for the wife's Halloween party. And I was quick just trying to hammer And I was wrong. But I don't feel bad about it. I, yeah, anytime it's, it's close enough to tweet 50 Butterburger, I feel good about it. Especially. You can get your own Butterburger at Culver's. In, yes. in Brookings and Watertown. That's right. Yes, sir. Um, especially after I predicted it and I got laughed at. Somebody said, Oh, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. And then some other UND fans said, Call him oh, off for real. Call him off for real. There you go. He, he's stupid. Like he, there's no way they're scoring 50 against us. And then what happened? We haven't allowed 50 points in the Lair Center. idiots i was gonna go jump on there and say something but i didn't god bless them i hope they're listening what's funny is i actually went on i I tried to go on there and say something but i don't have an account there and i tried to create one and they wouldn't send me the stupid (laughs) confirmation (laughs) email and it's like they knew they knew best it's probably is for the best (laughs) they knew i was headed on there for yeah, Garrett Meyer, at least we didn't do what Weber did. Oh, my God. Did you, in case anybody wasn't um, aware, four Three, safeties. Four. Four. Unreal. Their long they snapper blew it. snapped it over their punter's head or passed him out the end zone four times. Could you imagine? I Yeah, we're complaining about special teams. I don't know how I'd handle that. <laughs> I, I mean, after the fourth one, I think you're so mad that you start. I'd be laughing. I'd yeah. just be like. <laughs> like yeah, a, and they like an unhinged crazy laugh, like, and they still had a chance to win that game, <laughs> like, right? Should have, they, they absolutely should have won that game, yeah. It, well, both so, of those games, yeah. Well, we can talk about that when we get to the uh, the pick, the the pick segment or the or the rankings or whatever, because there was a bunch of big games, but yeah, like, like Jordan says, uh, with all that being said, let's keep in mind number one, Bach was out after the first drive, two, no Davis. Three UND's got a great record in the Alaris Center, and they were coming off the bye. Um, that was a good win. Um, and yeah, I mean, so speaking about Bach being yes. out, that is not good. Um, mm-hmm. it, I mean, the the silver lining is that we saw Savion Williamson come back, and yep. I had almost forgot about him honestly because like he was he was good in that spring season, and then he got he was playing well, and then he got injured in that championship game, and it sounds like he's just kind of getting healthy again and it's good to have him back because we we're going to need him um between him and peyton schaefer i mean it's it's with the amount of injuries we've had at linebacker thank god that's our basically our deepest position that we've had like we kept hearing about how jim jimmy's been like stealing linebacker or stealing safeties to make him linebackers and like uh, it's a good thing because we need him Right, yeah, um, we're lucky that that is such a uh, such a deep uh, position. Um, is it a break or sprain? Darren asks about Bach. Um, you know, I would not expect him back for a while. I, I I don't have we don't have any for sure information on that or anything, but I wouldn't expect to see him for the majority of the rest of the season. Um, which sucks because I mean he isn't just a linebacker; he is a Buck Buck Buchanan level linebacker. Right, that's really tough to lose. Um, yeah, and hopefully and, we can get Freeman back from injury. I mean, because we've already got 
You know, right. Magoy's, he was listed Mag- on the 2D, wasn't he? Bach? Freeman. Freeman. Oh, Freeman was. Freeman was. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, thank God we've got 2D all deep's about as good as the paper it's written on, but. Right. <laughs> That's the truth. But it's, you know, 2022, and... Ben, what paper? <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, bring that up, Bach getting injured. You know, if it was the beginning of the season, right, and somebody came up to us and said, you're going to lose Isaiah Davis for a, a, a couple of games, possibly a stretch of games. You're going to lose Tucker Craft for six weeks, and you're going to lose Adam Bach for – Let's, for argument's sake, say six to eight weeks. Um, would anybody here be like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to be the number one team in the country and we'll have run through USD, NDSU, and UND without a scratch? I mean, yeah. that's really impressive. Um, yeah. So it, the depth I mean, of this team has been incredible. It's been breathtaking. It's really impressive how deep this team has been with the with the uh, injuries. Yeah, you've seen guys come in just and not skip a beat. I mean, it's been unreal. Yeah. Like it's been, you just haven't noticed it. You haven't noticed right. as much like when guys go down as we did in the past. Like in the past, you're like, yep. oh, geez, you know that guy went down, and you know we're clearly weak there now. But right. it's just not a weakness. I mean, credit to you know like the guys you mentioned at linebacker that've been stepping up. Credit to Amar Johnson stepping up. Um, yep. with Isaiah Davis out. Um, and I want to give another shout out to Mark Gronowski. The yep. kid just wins games. Like he's a baller. Yes. I, I mean, it, it just week after week, he just is so impressive. Like the throws he makes and the, he's just so smart the way he mm-hmm. plays football. He's just so fun to watch and we're lucky to have him. Um, it was pointed out that, if if he can lead us to you know like a, a, a undefeated regular season outside of Iowa, it'll be his two first two seasons will be a top one or two seed, which is right unheard of. Like for well, for somebody coming through Missouri Valley to lead lead your team yeah. to a top two seed the first two seasons you're playing. Well, and, and Kyle pointed out his only FCS loss on his resume where he played the game was UND last year in the spring. Yeah. That's been his only FCS loss. That's incredible. That's um you you can't count the Sam Houston game because he was out the second drive. That right. you can't count that one. I mean, that's incredible. Um you know, Rick Jensen says with linebacker getting thin, any chance a couple of the highly touted true freshman linebackers get some action, use up a couple of their games. I don't know. I don't know what game count they're at already. Um it might be one of those things now where maybe you're hoping to save them in case a couple more people do get injured than you truly have to have to use them. Um, I know you try not to burn somebody's red shirt as much as possible because you are way better when you are 22, 23 years old compared to being 18. That's just the facts of life. So I don't know how they're going to run that. Um, I'd say it's a distinct possibility, especially if we have another guy get hurt or go down, depending how they look in practice. Um, you know, all, on all these injury things, uh, just with Stig, I mean, you're not, we're, we're not going to know. Um, yeah. I think if you haven't learned by now that they do like to play the, well, maybe he'll be back. Well, maybe he won't game. Then you haven't noticed all the oars on the- on the depth right. chart and um, like like kendall and randy jacobs point out that that by it in the end of the se- end of the regular season like we absolutely hate it yeah but i still hate it given our given our injury situation it may be a good thing to be able to get some guys healthy well um, who's to say it's not contributing to the injury situation is my counterpoint to that I mean, you're not wrong not getting a I'm breather just, just being an optimist here, brendan just trying to no. find a silver line I am. I will never be an optimist about whatever asshat put that schedule, that <laughs> conference schedule together, because I hate it with the passion of a burning sun. It does suck I, pretty bad. I don't remember a single team ever having to play three Dakota schools in a row. I don't remember a team ever not getting a bye week until the end of the season. I, I don't remember any of this garbage. It's yeah. just ridiculous. It's awful. Um, but. What do you do? Oh, the last thing I'm going to say about the UND game is that credit to our offense for scoring touchdowns instead of field goals. 
Yes. We said going into this game that we cannot kick as many field goals as we did against NDSU, and we didn't. We finished drives. We didn't have any field goals. We had uh, seven touchdowns, and I mean that—that's what won us the game. If we have a couple field goals instead of touchdowns, that's a—that's a sketchy game. Right. And so credit to the offense for for putting the ball in the end zone. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's there's no nothing I can add to that. That's exactly right. Yep. All right. Well, I think we can move on from that game. Uh, big news. Well, uh, when did this news come out about about ears up? The day know, after, right we after, after the pod. Yeah. The oh, day yeah. after, so like you professed. We, it we to willed be. this into existence. So we talked about yeah. creating a beer called Bison Tears, which we're still going to work on. Yes. But then Fernson comes out with this announcement that they're making this awesome ears up beer, which I have right here. I have it too. Oh, yep. These cans they're sexy. are just like I want to decorate my house with them. And I might. Mm-hmm. I may just keep every every empty that I drink out of these cans. Did, you know those you labels many... pull off real nice too. Do they? Oh, yeah. Did you see how many that, cans that they sold the first day? I didn't know if that was a real tweet or if that was just being facetious. Those oh, I think that was real. No, Mike Lockerham works for the athletic department, I'm pretty sure. And he oh, said yes, twelve thousand nine hundred and ninety cans the first day they sold out in brookings by 1 30 p.m which yeah. is insane but um you know they are selling it in sioux falls um the downtown for instance location i think is a little cheaper than anywhere else because they don't have any shipping at factored into there um i picked up a buttload there they let me pick up as many as i wanted so if you happen to be in the sioux falls area and want to snag some without a limit run to the Fernsons downtown. There was a lot of people going in there. I went in, I grabbed myself a box to carry a, carry a full case worth with me. And then after I snagged them, like four more people walked through the door and grabbed more of it. Yeah. Ray, <laughs> I, uh, if you don't get your hands on some, stop by our tailgate. Yes. We'll have, we'll have a couple four packs for you for sure. Well, we, we owe Ray and, and Deb some, a four pack at least anyways, for the mm-hmm. beer they brought Heck us. Yeah. So, if they want to bring some more of that uh, that chocolate milk stout that they brought, <laughs> yeah. I'm more than willing to swap as much as they want. Just saying, That's I would. <laughs> I got some other stouts that Deb might like, so I'm gonna try and throw a couple in the old cooler. And the best part is, it's actually good tasting beer too. Like it's some a Kolsch, are... right? I don't know if it's a. Kolsch. That's what it, it says. That's what it says on on the Untapped app. Is it's a Kolsch. Oh well, there you yes. go. Did Kolsch you not pick a, any up yet, Chad? It's a pretty. I have not. No, so it's a pretty easy, easy drinking craft beer. Like people are pretty nervous about craft beer sometimes, yep. but it's about the as easy of a drinking craft beer there is. It tastes really good. Mm-hmm. John Green says it sold out again today. At least the stores I went to. Yeah, it's. I mean, it it's going <laughs> off the shelves real quick in Brookings. Anyway, yeah, brand new delivery service. So in Sioux Falls, check out Fernson and then um, Willikers. I saw had some too. Yeah, um, yeah. Sure somebody said Willikers had it. That's right. Keep, I'm sure JJ's it has it as well. But yeah, Deb's coming to the tailgate. Whoop whoop. Nice. So yeah, I, I'll have some for him there. I'll pick. I up just. A... I'm dumbfounded by the fact that nobody's pointed out how many semi loads of beer comes into Brookings for Hobo Week every year. Like I know for a fact I've seen three Budweiser semis in town at the same time on a Thursday. Like oh yeah. Send the house. That's what right. I wanted to tweet, but apparently nobody uses that statement. I thought I knew what it meant, but I guess not. I don't know. I remember um being a door guy at Sully's in Brookings and they had the deer beer truck came to Sully's multiple times throughout Hobo Day to restock the bar because they would run out of kegs and stuff. So <laughs> I don't know why this is a surprise. Um, probably, you know what? They probably went off of that, the sales of that coyote beer. That, <laughs> that also is made. probably why. And they judged off of that and they forgot that a coyote fan, their fan can only drink so much. And right. there's like a bunch of SDSU people. So that's probably what fact they, was the mathematics that kind of failed them there. Yeah. So if you do, if you're not able to get your hands on one, we do have some stop by our tailgate. Uh, mm-hmm. Also stop by our tailgate to check out our new addition 
to our tailgate. I unfortunately won't be there until later, but I'll get the addition to Brandon or Chad. They'll have it up. Come check that out. Yeah. Um, Terry's bringing a blender, and I guess we're doing margaritas. I, I think he said he's bringing that stuff. So, oh, it's like it's a drill powered, like a Dewalt drill powered blender. So, oh my god, <laughs> doing hobo day margs. I, like I was it. gonna say, should I bring the the? the I mean, officially, if 10, tailgating 000? rules, people are listening. Sorry, brother. If tailgating rules, people are listening. There's no margaritas, but yeah, yes. we would never do that. That would be that would be uh, illegal and frowned upon, and we would never do such a thing. Why not? Hard liquor is prohibited. Technically, Ben, have you not read the rules? Ben? God, you damn are criminal! You serious? Yes. yes. So are I glass thought you bottles. just couldn't have glass bottles. No, no hard liquor is prohibited. Liquor you can't have kegs. Like when. When myself and Seth Cook, the guy that runs Wooden Legs, that's why we tailgate year, in the we, library a lot. So sorry. they mess with us. Sorry, go ahead. No yeah. worries. I never do it to anybody else. Um, <laughs> ever. No, never, Seth never. and I. Seth and I. One year we got a party ball because the the rules said you couldn't bring kegs, but it didn't say anything about party balls. And mm. we put it in one of those ice cube, you know, the cube coolers. Uh-huh. It was. It was pretty epic. So nice. we're like, like we got it. stopped by UPD and they're like, you can't have that. And we're like, why? Rules say you can't have a keg. We opened it up and said, that's a party ball. I didn't have a keg. And they just <laughs> laughed and walked away. <laughs> nice. Boom. Lawyer. But how cool is it, though, to be drinking? <laughs> I mean, this needs to be. We need to talk to Fernson and have this be the official beer of the Jacob Illustrated podcast. Because, like, it's just so cool Look, to be drinking this beer cool. on it the is. podcast. The only way it could be cooler is if I got to actually drink Bison Tears. Oh, I, I have. I mean, we're going to make bison faith tears this happen. will happen. Yeah. Yes. For the record, I, was it me or you who brought it up? I don't know. It was a joint yeah. effort, I think. Teamwork. I'm still not yeah. sold on the lime beer, but whatever. Oh, it's got to be salt and lime. Anyway, Just so salty. <laughs> we'll add some of Chad's salt to it. <laughs> we'll move on. Um, on to the next. Let's see what else do I have to talk about. Um, the let's pull up Missouri Valley standings, or should we go over last week's games first? Let's go over last week's games first. I don't know what's uh, what's your spreadsheet say. We didn't do as well. We were pretty hot. Ah. Uh, we we cooled <laughs> off this week. Um, you and I uh, beat Missouri State, which. Missouri State, what happened? <laughs> like they're uh, every geez. you know every team's beatable for them. It's just you know, everybody's beatable. They, they just don't beat them. It's very sad. Yeah. So you and I beat them forty-one to twenty, which you and I doesn't beat yes. anybody by that much. Uh, so you and I covered that one. Uh, you got that one right. And I got that one wrong. Youngstown State squeaked by Western Illinois. Uh, 28 to 27 uh they did not cover and that game they were down by i think it was god i want to say it was like 10 points with like three minutes left in that game and i didn't get to watch the end of it but somehow they they scored a touchdown in two-point conversion and i think they kicked a field goal as time expired to win that game against west illinois um so good for yeah. well good for the Gwins. i remember i remember someone jinxing himself doing everything in his power to screw up his parlay he put in, in the group chat and then just getting killed by western illinois and that was the best yeah the good thing is though that i put the same thing in uh and southern illinois saved me but uh yeah. speaking of southern illinois they did lose to usd but it was a teaser so i had enough points but um USD uh, beat Southern Illinois 27 to 24. Uh, the Aiden Bauman era may have started in down in Vermilion. Yeah. Um, they pulled Carson Camp. At first, I heard it was for an injury, but he was not injured. He was just yeah. fine watching on the sideline. And yeah. Bauman looked he looked okay. I mean, he's he's got a big arm on him. He's a big dude. Um, and so it'll be just interesting to see what they do going forward if they put Camp back in or if they keep bombing in going forward, or if they try to redshirt him. Although, he's already had a redshirt year, though, hasn't he? I think he redshirted at bombing. 
I have no idea. I paid I'm pretty no sure he redshirted his wherever it was, Iowa State or whatever, wherever he was. Iowa State, yep. Yeah. Definitely Iowa State. Yeah. So I think his retro year is gone. But so it'll be interesting to see what they do since they probably – or they're not making the playoffs this year. Um, right. And then Illinois State uh, beat Indiana State 27-21. to 21. Uh, They did not cover, though, and we picked Indiana State to cover, which we got that one. Um, and then Brendan did not have enough faith in SDSU to cover, which burnt him. SDSU won 49-35. to 35, Happy to get burned. I was pretty darn close. My prediction, I think, was 52 to 28. And without that uh, blocked punt uh, in garage time for a touchdown, I would have been almost on the money with that. So credit to me for that. But we both went 20. You can't get credit for would have been. Yeah, well, (laughs) we shouldn't be getting. At the books, do they pay out if if a block kick hadn't happened? Anyway, we both went two and three. We're both 28 and 25 overall. All right, let's take a peek at the Missouri Valley standings. Chad, if you got them. Uh, Jordan Fink, very good questions. Is the Missouri Valley going to get only three teams in the playoffs this year? Sure, starting to look that way. Uh, That's the talk right now. Um, That's plausible. If you look at the the standings here, um, you've got, you know, SDSU, NDSU, are shoe-ins, obviously, and then you've got Southern Illinois, Illinois State, and possibly UND. Um, I mean, here's the deal: like the way the way it sits, like there could be anywhere from three to five that get in. Uh, it just kind of depends on how the rest of the season plays out, um, whether teams beat each other up, or if a couple teams kind of rise to the top. Um, I think it's more likely that four get in. Than three right. or five, that'd be my prediction. Well, it's plausible, like in a scenario where we have five teams get to seven wins, right? Right. Um, UND is going to be one of those teams, and with the way the rest of the country is looking, it is entirely possible they'll look at like a team like North Dakota and go, "Okay, you're seven to four, but who'd you beat?" Because the bottom yeah. of the valley is bad, like bad, bad. Missouri State is not good, not anymore, right? USD, not good. Indiana State, not good by record. Western Illinois, not good. Really bad. Yeah, really bad. Youngstown State, mediocre at best, right? So who did they beat? They don't have any good wins. So and and if UND were to get left out in that scenario, their fans would absolutely have the biggest aneurysm in the world because they got left out when they're in the big sky due to um a bad loss over their good wins. And then a Missouri Valley team got picked for their good losses. So they will absolutely shit a chicken if that happened. <laughs> and it'd be hysterical. Um, hey man, but UND <laughs> plays the number one team in the whack this week. Oh yeah. And they're trying to <laughs> pump that up. Like some resume builder, no offense to Dustin, our boy Here, from the whack, the whack Scott. off. They got a whack <laughs> off this weekend. Um, so, yeah, I mean, sorry, Abilene Christian just really doesn't quite do it for me in the good win <laughs> column for the playoffs. So just that—that that to be that guy, they're just—I don't know. Not going to be hanging. If that's the win, you got to hang your hat on. I wouldn't feel too sturdy about it. Maybe right. if you had nine wins and that was the win you were hanging your hat on. Right. So um, back to the Missouri Valley standings here. We've got SDSU at one. Uh, Southern Illinois at two, Illinois State at three, and all the way down at four is NDSU, um, and then UND, UNI, Youngstown State, and then those other bad teams that Brendan mentioned um, that are uh, – USD is the only one with a, a conference win, and then we've got three teams with zero conference wins, yeah. um, which is kind of, kind of amazing. Um, and let's go to the top 25 – Dustin, what Dustin say about the whack? <laughs> he said uh, they aren't the number one team in the whack that uh, SFA uh, is. Have you seen their crazy mathematical solution to their psychotic thing? It's no. uh, so the way I think they came up with it, right? Is they went out like on Mardi Gras weekend, right? And they got really drunk. Then they snorted cocaine, <laughs> right? They snorted cocaine. 
and then did you know like some acts and everything and then they mm-hmm. magicked this up and it's super weird and i don't know it doesn't make any sense if you look at the standings and then conference wins and losses and overall records it's psycho yeah so we got the top 25 up here sdc's number one sac state's number two montana state's number three no. oh, sorry you're answering <laughs> questions that I, nobody answered can the, see. I, I saw i saw the question just no und is not the better north dakota team they yeah. could beat ndsu but they're just i wouldn't say there's a better team anyway montana state number three ndsu number four weaver state number five then we got chattanooga holy cross incarnate word idaho and delaware so we've only got we got two teams in the top four and then we've from the valley uh, outside of that, we've got only two more in the top 25. We got Southern Illinois uh, at 25 and UND at 24, which is so weird. Like, especially after some departures to the F- FBS, like there are less top end FCS teams and the Valley still only has two in the top 23, which is so weird. Uh, usually we're talking about like, you know, four Valley teams in the top 10 or like five in the mm-hmm. top 15. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird to have this be what the Valley is this year. Um, but it is what it is. Darren, to uh, answer your question on Holy Cross, they did beat Buffalo, who is a solid um, FBS team. It's a heck of a lot better than beating Colorado State anyways. Um, and most – Every one of their games, except for like Harvard, has been by multiple scores on average. So I think they are a solid team. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could ask the same. Honestly, you could ask the same question about NDSU. NDSU, Montana. Um, who has who has NDSU beat? And Jackson I, State. Lauren Smith dodged that question on his post, by the way. His his power rankings, he's got NDSU. And, and he says those power rankings are based on this season right. only. And it's like, well, why is NDSU there then? Oh, his power rankings, that's week to week, and that's just a... Well, I know, but... Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. He's he's doing that whole thing is just to tweak people's tails, so I don't even look at him. I'm going to be honest. Sorry, Lawrence, if you do listen, I don't look at those at all, because I know you're <laughs> just getting a rise. So... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, as... uh, John Green asked, maybe you'll get this in your picks this week. We do who do you have for Idaho at Sac State? I uh, don't know what the line is, but Eck has done an amazing job his first year at Moscow. Agreed. Eck's doing a great job yes. at Idaho. Kudos to him. Um, there, Idaho's in the big sky mix. Um, yep. We're not going to pick that. I will check out that line quick. But I could see Idaho taking that one for sure. Um, if it was if it was in Idaho, I would be I would put money on Idaho actually winning that game. Just so, with how they're set up offensively and defensively. But um, you may, if you like Idaho in that game, you may want to bet on it then. What's the line? Sac State by 12 and a half. Holy, sh- give me Idaho all day. After Sac State just had an emotional overtime win versus Montana, V's up, baby. V's up. Take that give- line. Heck yeah, I'm taking that line. Yeah. Why did we not start making these puns when he coached here? I know. What's wrong with this? God, we suck. Yeah. Um, Let's get into this week's picks uh, segment brought to you by Shenanigans. Um, Shenanigans is the place to watch away games. Um, Didn't I don't know if I didn't see any. Be nice if we got some pictures from Shenanigans on on away games. Didn't see any from last week, but uh, maybe we'll get some this week. Right. Um, But yeah, go check out Shenanigans. Or yeah, next week. Sorry. Um, check out shenanigans for away games. Now, as Southeast Staters always meets, has a big fling there on Saturdays for game day, so it's pretty awesome. Um, I do want to point out we were talking about the whack craziness. Uh, just got a shout out our boy Dustin, who's always on here commenting. Um, he does do the Wax on podcast, so if you want to try to get a better understanding of their calculus formula that they're using, um, go listen to that. They do a good job of trying to explain it. I guess I need to go listen to that because ACU. I haven't got to it this week. They're two and zero in the conference, and SFA is two and one in the conference. So I don't know what's going on there. Right. I'm sure Dustin's got an explanation though. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about these picks. 
Uh, we've got the game uh, where Abilene Christian goes to UND. UND's favored by seven and a half at home. I'll take UND. Um, I think that their offense is good enough to score. I bet they score at least 40 in this game. So I'll take UND. Yeah, their offense is capable of putting up a huge amount of points. And um, Abilene Christian comes from the Southland before they went to the WAC. So obviously they don't have any defense in their name. So I will take the Undies to put up a ton of points in the green bin. Yep. Um, and then we've got USD going to Youngstown State. Uh, this game's a pick em, which is kind of interesting. I'm torn on this one because if USD plays Aiden Bauman, I kind of like USD. Um, it's kind of a shot at Carson Camp, but I think he was kind of holding him back a little bit. Um, I did actually go and watch the second half of that game against SIU. And once Bauman opened up their pass game a little bit, their run game was having a little more success. Um, I'm going to take USD in this game. I think they still got some fight in them. This is at Illinois State, right? At Youngstown State. At Youngstown? Sorry, yeah, um, at Youngstown State. If it was at home, I would take USD. But USD, in my mind, is not much different than UND when it comes to playing at home or away. So give me the sharply dressed little birds. There you go. And then we got Western Illinois going to Mont- or Missouri State. Um, Missouri State's favored by 16 and a half in this one. <laughs> a team that doesn't have a conference win is favored by 16 and a half. Um, which is kind of interesting. And, you know, before last week, I think I would have taken Missouri State, but uh, with the way Western Illinois played uh, against uh, in their game last week um, against Youngstown State, I think they can stay within 16 and a half. So I'll take, I'll stick Western Illinois. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think, um, you know, I think Darren or somebody made a comment about building uh, team out of transfers and well I think you can you can build a solid team out of transfers I think once it starts going south it is going to hit the bottom of the barrel so and it I'm has gone go, south it has gone <laughs> so south um so I'm gonna go ahead and I think sneaky upset I think Western Illinois might get their first win of the conference this year I think Missouri State okay. is completely checked out, and they're already looking at getting back in the portal. There you go. Uh, and then you've got UNI going to Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois is a three-point favorite in this one. After losing at USD, I'll take Southern Illinois in this one all day. I think they have a, a bounce-back game and beat UNI by, I don't know, 10 to 14. Is that uh, is that what you think is going to happen, or is that what you're hoping is going to happen so UNI isn't playing for the playoffs next week? I mean, yeah, that's something we talked about. It'd be nice to have you and I's uh, motivation go away. But right, I, I think they're both going to be super motivated. But I think uh, the Salukis are just a better team this year. But man, what's the line again? Three, three. SIU by three. There's that Farley Devil magic, man. <laughs> Once their backs against the wall. Yeah, their backs are against the wall. They got that going for them. Uh, I'm going to take the Mark Farley devil magic. All right. Yep. Okay. He has sacrificed 13 uh, goats to the (laughs) football gods, and they're not going to lose this one. We've got uh, Illinois State going to NDSU after NDSU's bye. Um, It'll be interesting to see how NDSU bounces back. NDSU is favored by 17 and a half in this one, which is a big line. I think I'll take Illinois State in this one to cover at least 17 and a half. I think NDSU wins the game, but I don't think they win by that much. That's a huge line. That's a big line, yeah. See, there's part of me that thinks that Illinois could pull the upset here, but I think that's my more my heart hoping than anything else. Um, it's coming out of a bye week they're still going to be butthurt about the game with us because they haven't had any time to put some real anti-butt hurt salve <laughs> on there. So I'm going to go ahead and take the homeless cows on this one. 17 and a half. That's, I love it. 17 and a half. Cause 
I, I just don't think Illinois State has the horses to stand up for four quarters, and I think the second half is going to get away from them. I think they've got the defense, though. because I don't, I don't think they do. I don't think mm-hmm. they have the run defense. I, I think there's like four teams in the FCS who have the run defense, and two of them aren't in our conference. Yeah. You're probably right. We'll see how that game goes. And then you've got our game, uh, the Hobo Day. Indiana State coming into town. We are a large 25 and a half point favorite, which is nope. So Mm-mm. many points. On Hobo Day. No, I'm not touching those points. That's I too many points. You can't. Like it's such a ludicrous. Uh, how does it how do they come up with that number? Illinois State know. has had five straight one score games. They haven't lost by more than one touchdown in the Indiana last State. five games straight. Indiana State, whatever. It, the trees have not lost by more than a score. They have lost every game, but it's that's been one score every game. That's what's like very trappish about this game is that it's spooky. You know, you look at the standings, and we called them a bad team before. Like we were like, yeah, they're, right. They're zero and four in the conference. They're a terrible team. Well, yeah, you look at their games. They've lost them by, I think, six. They've lost by six, three times, and five, one time in their conference games. So they're not a terrible team. They just haven't won close games. Um, I think their defense is suspect, but they have a good offense. Um, So this, you know, could potentially, are we looking at another potential 50 Butterburger? Possibly could be a you know kind of a similar game to the way UND played out where it was kind of a shootout um and so yeah I think uh, but I 25 and a half just too many I'm gonna predict I think I'm gonna predict the same score that I predicted for last game 52 to 28 will win by 24 points um yeah, you know, like Dustin Helton says, they hung with NDSU for most of that game. And mm-hmm. while that's true, um, I do think we beat NDSU by 14 if it was at home. So, you know, how's that math work out? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Illinois State was beating them 20 to nothing. And that game ended up 27 to 20, 21, yeah, which is 27 weird. to 21. Like, and they only scored one point after like halfway through or one touchdown, like after halfway through the second quarter for Illinois state. So that was crazy. Um, the defense, the chain gang's going to have to get to the quarterback early and often and get him making bad decisions. If we want to win by 25 and a half points, that's for sure. Otherwise I think it could be a tough game. We, we, I, I really want to see us come out fast in this game. Because we've been coming out slow over and over and over, and yeah, it's worked out. But eventually, it's going to burn you. And this mm-hmm. uh, this Indiana State offense, if it gets rolling, can put up a lot of points. So we don't want to let them get hot. You don't want to let that quarterback get in rhythm and get hot. So, so for that reason, that's why I'm taking the trees. I do think we come away with a victory. I'm not going to put a point on it, obviously, as I say every week. But are you going to go along um, with the Culver's Fifty Butter Burger or no? Um. I would, you know, if, if we had a scale, if we had a Butterburger scale, like, and I had to bet Scoopy tokens, like I was betting <laughs> one to 10 Scoopy tokens on the potential of a 50 Butterburger this week, yeah. I would put, I would bet seven Scoopy tokens if you gave me two to one odds that we were going to get a 50 Butterburger. So this is a high Scoopy token confidence. This is a Scoopy token game. This is pretty heavy Scoopy token confidence. I, w- I don't go seven very often. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I, I do think there's potential for that to happen because they, they have given up plenty of points this year. Um, and like you said, uh, some of the points that they got were in were in garage time. So, I mean, they gave up they gave up 48 to Youngstown State. Right. So <laughs> I think and they gave out they gave up 49 to Montana. Um did the chat pop in with this garage time face again? <laughs> you say garage time three times in a row in front of the mirror. Chat that with that face shows up over your shoulder. We need to get some like <laughs> an animation that <laughs> when his screen goes on, the garage goes up and it's his face. Right. Uh, oh my god. Anyway, no, um, Hobo Day should be a blast. 
Get your tickets. Yeah. Get your tickets. Um, Don't miss somebody out. asked, I missed, I missed the comment, but somebody asked, uh, if we have predictions for the attendance. There's about 1500 tickets left mm-hmm. around six o'clock tonight. So, um, I'm Open. shooting for 18,000 plus. Yep. I really am. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it ended up selling out. I also wouldn't be shocked, uh, if it ended up at like 17, five. Um, so it's already at 17, five sweet spot. You know, listen, I can be <laughs> bad at math if I want to be. I'm not the engineer here, okay? Yeah. I turn wrenches for a living. <laughs> All right. Well, we almost kept it under an hour. We're going to keep it under an hour and one Huzzah. minute, which may be a record for us. Jim, he was he was giving us crap on the 18 pod, asking if we were going to go 145 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway... We'll Isn't that when we the... don't use the, the time on the A-team, you guys pick up the slack and, and use up that extra time? It's kind of yeah, like got... timeouts with yeah. Stig not ever calling them in the first half. We can get use them in the second half. He calls them in the first half. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know more now than ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old trope I play, but trope I play. But uh, Jim I asked, remember. Jim asked, did everyone see the email on the traffic update to the entrance to the tailgate lots? No. I did not see that. Or I'm oh, sure you have good. to. Yes, it's always different for Hobo Day because you can't come in off of Madari because oh, of the parade route. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, so you got to come in from the north. Let's I'm, pull I'm that imagine. up. I, I don't know. Did anybody get the email? I'll, I'll look. Hold on. Give me a hot second here. I didn't see an email. Take a quick peek. See, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Jim, do you know who it's sent by? Like athletics or? I got a, I I got a really cool going. text today. For, uh, inviting me to the alumni tent so that was cool and i said hey cool i'll be right next door just come on oh wait you want some you want some good beer i i got lots of it so Dustin, you... we're not going in the parade i'm putting an end to, i'm putting the kibosh on that Dustin. we are not going in the parade i know you're a big parade mardi gras guy Hobart is a little more family friendly than Mardi Gras, so me beer bonging beers and shotgunning on the float <laughs> will be slightly frowned upon in that setting as the high school band marches behind us. So, it is one of the better parades, though. It is a it, it it's huge. It takes it's, forever. It is really long. That's a problem, but it's fun. I like it, and I'm not a parade guy. I generally don't like parades. If I'm being I, honest, I do. What like I do love is how involved the students are. Like they yes. seem to be like they take pride. Like the the Greek, yep. the Greek life people, and then all the, you know, a lot of the departments seem to have their own float. So and the student That's organizations, yep. yeah, yep. we always go and get uh, pancakes, which is pancakes at Wooden Legs before watch half oh, yeah. the parade till the pride goes by, and then yep. Brendan has our spot. So hopefully uh, we can do that again this year. I'll be there earlier than bright and early. <laughs> <laughs> Might be jumping some curbs. Not that I would ever do that. <laughs> That's a really long uh, thing. So, oh yeah, my God, is Madari's close from Aaron, seven to eleven? Seven to eleven. Guess I'm getting there at six. <laughs> it's just Portion me this North week, Campus so Drive. Will I can get there as early as I want. Be there smoking cigars. In the oh, so you can come in through North Campus crazy. Drive until eleven o'clock. Yep. It says right here, for example, if you park in the library Jackrabbit Club lot, which they should just rename the Jackrabbit Book Club lot, <laughs> you think right? you can access that area by entering from the Highway 14 bypass. Like I said, so you come in down yeah, the north. You can't come from the south. From the north. Yeah. That's it. That's the change. Ta-da. Yeah. But, well, you also can't come down Madari at all. Like you have to come on the campus drive. Whatever. Yeah. Which is pretty standard for Hobo Day because they stage on Highway yep. 14 to get down Madari. Yeah. Because the parade's so long, like all the way the, the the parade procession, the floats start at like the uh what what's that called? The the barn that the horse unit. That's where it starts. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what else that's what it's called, the horse unit. So yeah, it's the horse unit. Not the barn. The barn was a former athletics facility. Chad. Well, that that the barn. Right, right. I was Ooh. actually trying to. I was actually You're making it worse. The, I was trying to You're think of the name of the place worse. that has little eye. What's the name of that? The oh, the, the meat labs up there too. It's like I never went up there, so I don't remember the name of it. Me neither. It's in hmm. the arena. It's an arena. So 
Oh, little eye barn. See, I, I wasn't wrong. Little eye barn. Little eye barn. Look at you go. Look at you go. All yeah. right. All right. We've gone too long. This is Jim's fault. I blame this okay. on Jim. This is all Jim's fault. Damn yeah. it, Jim. Get your act together. All Damn right. It, Jim. I'm a As always, nada. go big, go blue, go, go jacks. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to thank our title sponsors, Drake's Place of Bottle and Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro of Brookings. We would also like to thank our other sponsors, Dakota Iron Equipment of Sioux Falls, Shenanigans Sports Bar and Grill in Sioux Falls, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. And as always, go Jazz!